Welcome back to another episode of Souls and Stardust. Today, we're going to be actually talking to you about stones and crystals and their energy. We get a lot of questions about how do you use stones and what can you use them for? So we thought we would do an episode where we start to talk, give you a little introduction into stones and crystals and um, their energy, how you can use it. And then what are the best stones and crystals to start your own collection and how to actually pick them. So, yeah, I mean, I use stones a lot in my healing work and I, um, I actually just collect them because they're beautiful and I love having them throughout my house. And I usually carry a bunch with me and Mio, you were just telling me about <laughs> how, what you used to do when you were little. So go ahead and share that, please. <laughs> Sorry. Now I'm like, no, choked on my own spit. That's awesome. <laughs> I was just telling you that so having this major Taurus uh, stellium, right? I'm all earth and I've been a rock collector and stone collector since I was a kid. Like even my first trip to like the natural history museum, when I was a kid, I came home with a box full of different rocks and stones and collectors. And I was obsessed but my very, very first memory is like first grade, I would take the rocks out of my neighbor's yard <laughs> and then turn around and sell it back to them and told them there was gold in it. <laughs> oh my God. And they bought them. So, didn't they? they bought it. And I was like the little neighborhood <laughs> rock dealer. Like, <laughs> oh my God, you totally lifted the merchandise though. Yeah. <laughs> and they bought it. Yeah. They thought it. I- they were like, oh my God, but they supported their little local entrepreneur. I hadn't heard this story about you. So I'm really loving that this has come up and it makes a lot of sense actually though, because you have so much earth energy and Taurus um, about that money-making. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Money-making Taurus. I actually used to like, from the time I can remember too, I used to pick up stones, collect them you know, wherever we were, I would have stones in my pockets and, um, and I understand now why I used to do that, but I would, I would have buckets of them from anywhere that we visited. So I can relate to that totally. And I don't have a whole, I don't have a whole lot of earth in my chair. Collecting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't have a lot of earth in your chart. I don't, I just have a little bit. So yes, I have plates and bowls full of crystals at home. My kids have their own collection that they've started. Um, so let's go ahead and start talking about stones and their energy And crystals have been used for a really long time, thousands and thousands of years for different things like protection, well-being, healing. Um, in some cultures, obviously they were a sign of wealth. There's been archaeological findings that show that amber in particular was used for protection as far back as 10,000 years ago. And that was in the UK. Um, lots of civilizations have used different stones to put on their armor or uh, different traditional dress for protection, for luck, for wealth, all kinds of stuff. In the Fertile Crescent in ancient Sumer, there were crystals that were found to be used for like wealth and prosperity. In Egypt, there were stones that were found to be used for like medicinal purposes and ritual purposes. A lot of times people were buried with them. 
And in particular, that would be like lapis lazuli. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that one in a little bit. It's one of my favorite stones. I can Turqu- never say that one. <laughs> yeah, it's got a strange name. Um, uh, turquoise was used in Egypt, carnelian, uh, emerald, quartz. Those were all found in Egypt. And then Leonardo da Vinci, who you guys know who he is, he would keep an amethyst crystal on his desk. And he said that it helped him um, because he believed it dis- dispelled evil thoughts and aided in his thinking. It gave him clearer thoughts or it helped him with his creative process. Um, in actuality, like amethyst really does help with the thinking process and um, helps with dreaming and clearing out stuff that needs to go. So that's a that was really neat that he actually used that for that. I have one sitting in front of me right now. Mm, I do too. And mine is actually like a spirit court, a spirit amethyst court. So it's got all these tiny little points on it everywhere. It's so beautiful. It looks like a little cactus. Um, I also have my, I don't know what this is called. It's white, but my friend brought it back from Egypt from the temple of Isis. Oh, shit! I love to bring this one anytime I'm doing any sort of channeling. Yes. Yes. Stuff. (laughs) It's like very potent. (laughs) Does it make your head? Does it make you dizzy? Holy cow. Oh my gosh. It can. Yeah. Like having it nearby, but I definitely use it when I, when I'm doing any kind of divine feminine work or like, like feminine healing. Nice. Um, Yeah. Perfect. Very re it's very regal. Yeah. Well that, I mean, Isis is crazy potent energy anyway. So that's lovely that you have a stone from that temple. So how does it work? You know, stones are made from the same elements of earth that our physical bodies are made of. And at our most basic level, you guys, when we're broken way down to particle size, we are just particles of energy that vibrate at a similar frequency. And that's why we appear solid. So it's the same with rocks, all of the elements that these stones are made of at the molecular level, it's just energy and a common belief about stones and crystals is that when they're placed within our body's energy fields, they're like our aura, our vibrational energy, their energy, then intermixes and affects the way our energy is just as much as our energy can affect theirs, um, which is why you have to clean and clear your stones at times. So, um, (laughs) and some of them don't require it, but some do, and we can talk a little bit about that too. Um, so when we're in contact with certain stones and crystals, they can redirect channel, complement the energy flow of our own bodies, or, um, actually physical locations. So like you can do this in your house or in your yard, whatever. So it's not just our body, but they can change the energy of any place that they are. Um, this is why, like when you go to certain places on earth and there's a large crystal bed under, underneath the surface, you can feel the energy of that. So like Arkansas has a huge quartz bed there. And, um, there's a vein of quartz and other crystals that go through the desert Southwest and up into California. And those also happen to be major energy in places where there's major energy vortex vortexes. So, so the stones can channel and redirect energy and also hold energy. And there they each have unique energetic frequencies or vibrations 
And so depending on what the stone um, is attuned to, what it does or, or the vibration that it carries, it can help in different ways or different stones help in different ways to unblock areas of energy in the body or um, help the body heal or help you calm down, all kinds of stuff. So it just works with your energy to harmonize it and get things moving. So when you touch them, carry them on you, uh, sit with them closely or use them in healing work or meditation, their energy, this energy of stones is complementing or interacting um, and integrating with your energy to amplify it and, or harmonize it in some way. And that's how healing is activated. One of the things I, I found really interesting as I was kind of learning about just earth in general and how it carries the charges and carries the energy was I, as I was like beginning this journey and I would watch all these like ghost hunting shows and stuff. I yeah. recall them going to places in Europe that were like under, you know, there was water, but then they would go down to do these like further discoveries and see like all the courts and like yes. all of these things that were also underneath the castles and stuff like that, like how you're describing the land to be. And so mm -hmm. they would describe it almost like the same way that, a, you know, a court's battery holds a charge, yes. right? The same way that this, this stuff powers up our, our products. Quartz is, is an amplifier. Quartz. Yeah. It holds so information. It's, it's so used... we're talking about how it like, yeah, how it holds the memories of the places mm -hmm. though and the energy. And so it's like all the residual hauntings and stuff like that. So that's yep. what blew my mind on all that. Yeah. It's wild. And we use quartz in time pieces. It's, it's, it can hold energy. It can, it's used as an amplifier. It's, you have to be careful when you carry quartz around or when you're using it, it's a beautiful stone, but like, if you're really anxious, you don't want to be carrying quartz around with you. It's going to amplify that energy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. You want to be thinking about, you know, I always think of an, a quartz stone as, okay, uh, is an amplifier. How can I charge up or, or like punch up the energy? So I will combine quartz with a lot of different things. Uh, depending on what I'm using it for. But like, if I've got somebody who's anxious that I'm working on or, you know, whatever they're dealing with, I'm not going to use quartz for certain reasons. Like I don't want to amplify what they're already feeling. I want to actually harmonize it. So you have to be like, you know, thoughtful about how you're going to use certain things. But when you're in places that have a lot of quartz, like um, we have this place near us called Kinstone and it's this, it's this megalith park. Yeah. She's got these huge stones of cut granite that were brought in and she's created a stone circle and she's got a labyrinth and she's got all like beautiful pieces, huge pieces of granite all over the place. Well, granite has a ton of quartz in it. So when you're in the stone circle, you can feel the energy that those stones create and your body starts to vibrate if you're sensitive to it. And we had talked about it one day. She's like, yeah, it's because of the quartz. Like the, the stones actually sing to you. If you're listening to it, there's just so much going on and amplified in this place because of what's in the stones. And I love that. Like, I love that we can feel that if we just pay attention and are slow down enough to feel it and listen. 
That's um, really cool. It's super cool. So like the effect of a crystal or stone can be really, really subtle, or it can be really noticeable. Like you, your stone from the, the temple of Isis, like you said, it's really potent in that, well, noticeable energy. I have certain stones where um, Moldavite is one of them. And it, you know, most people caution against carrying Moldavite with you because, or for long periods of time, because it's such a high vibrational, intense energy. Moldavite is created um, from a meteor hitting the earth. And it's, um, it's the rock that's created after the process of like melting down from the meteor. And you can only find it in one no place. Way. Yeah. So it's essentially, it's like this, it's meteorite basically, right. It's a little bit different. So it's got this crazy cosmic energy and it's very high vibrational and it's, it can make your heart speed up for those of us who, um, have spent a lot of times as souls in other places of the universe, it feels good to us. Right. So I love carrying Moldavite, but there are people who cannot wear it or hold it. Cause it's just too intense of an energy for them. Well, that makes sense though. I know you, it can be very subtle in your energy field, or you may feel it when you walk into a rock shop, you just pay attention to how you feel around certain things. I can't spend more than a half an hour in a rock or a stone shop at a time because all of that energy together yeah. is, is, I get a, overwhelmed. Yeah. It's a lot. And I actually start, I don't get panicky, but I'm like, Oh gosh, I have to you know, I got to go like take a breather and then come back in. You can get overwhelmed easily if you're sensitive to that energy. How does it work? It's the crystals uh, can absorb at times. They can absorb the energy and then um, transform it or convert it into something different. So they're basically neutralizing certain things in your energetic field and helping you harmonize a bit better. When you're sensitive to it, you can feel it. When certain stones are placed on me during my own healing, uh, some will feel very heavy and some will feel very light. And it just depends on what's happening in my own body, but you uh, the different frequencies will feel different on my body, depending on what I need help with. People have studied this. Do stones and crystals actually make a difference? And is that measurable? And there have been some studies in like the late 1800s and the very early 1900s. And what they found basically was that in some cases, there are some differences, especially with like stones like quartz or quartz based stones that we use because there's utility in them. And we know that there's frequency that can be held in those stones. We use them in time pieces, but they found that something that is just as effective as the energy from the stone is the placebo effect of holding it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was really interesting. And it actually, well, it makes a ton of sense, right? Like when you feel like you're taking control of your well-being and you have something physical to grasp onto or hold. And just like if you were taking a sugar pill and you, you thought it was going to help you, you feel like you're taking control of your own well-being. And, okay, this is helping me. And the power of the mind is very, very, well, it's, it's incredible, right? So the stone is likely helping you because it's made of energy, but what's helping you just as much is the, is the understanding that by you taking this action, you're helping yourself. So they found that it was just as much a placebo as it is um, the energetic properties of a stone helping during a healing process. I thought that was cool. It's like That's to read about. Very fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, 
you know, I was trained as a scientist and I know plenty of people who would be like, this is a bunch of bullshit, right? It's a stone. It's a rock. Right. But, but you no, know, people are so disconnected from nature that they think that it's just this inanimate object and it's not. Well, they're dis- and disconnected from their own bodies too, mm-hmm. right? So they wouldn't be able to feel the subtle difference in energy that is there when they are interacting with different stones. So there's that as well. And plus the power of the mind, like once you've made up your mind that something isn't possible, you won't see reflected back to you what is. You're creating your reality essentially of like, oh, well, that's not possible. So you've limited all the, you know, all the possibilities because you've labeled it as you've shut it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fascinating. I, I don't, I mean, I've been like you have been drawn to rocks and stones since I was a small kid. So I knew inherently what was going on with the earth um, and what's held there. But I know now like I've become exponentially more sensitive to it. And so holding certain stones or, you know, using them, it's like, Oh, this is amazing. This is going to help with this. And, this, this, this won't help, or, you know, I can't hold on to that one much longer, or I really need this one. So it's just interesting what you are able to discern as what's helpful for you. Once you start to pay attention and tune into your own body and they can be used for a lot of things. So I use mine in healing work. You use yours in meditation. And when you're doing readings and whatnot, they can be used for aesthetics and, creating, um, a specific frequency or vibration in a home, all kinds of stuff. Like you can use stones and crystals for a lot of things. You can throw them. No, I'm kidding. I've planted them at the four corners of our property lot just to create like, um, like a high vibrational grid in our property where our home is. Um, I did that a long time ago. So, so how do you select your crystals? Um, like any other person, I walk into a store and I'm like, I walk right up to one and I'm like, all right, who wants to go home with me? <laughs> exactly. Right. You're like, this is the opportunity. Who wants to jump in? Ride like, who, in. Yeah. I kind of have a feeling all seeds, you know, I always see stuff in my head first, like color wise or feeling wise. And then I just, I know once I hold something in my hand, if it's meant for me or not, cause it just feels at home or it doesn't. That's what I do too. I just, I'll, I'll get like the impulse or, um, the repeated message that I need to make a visit somewhere like to a rock shop. So then I'll finally get there and I'll be looking around and then I'll see it. Oh, that's why I had to come here. So I'll look around and I'll notice what draws my attention. Usually you guys, if it draws your attention, it's something you need. It's something that's going to help you. And I am not one who like catalogs in my brain and in my memory, all of the metaphysical and spiritual properties of each stone. Like I just don't remember that shit. Yeah. I really pick everything intuitively and I trust my intuition. So like if a stone wants to be laid on someone, I, I listen and I, that I do like if it's a uh, Reiki or something on somebody, or even if it's distance and I'm working on them, I'll just intuitively feel like, okay, I need to grab this, 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 and then yep. put it here, here, here. And yep. it doesn't always make sense, but I'm like, okay, I'm well, listening. It, and it doesn't have to make sense to your human brain, right? It's just energy, right? And the stones are communicating. This is going to sound strange. The stones are actually communicating with you and saying, this is our job. We know how to help here. So let me do this job. And that is something that I ask of my bowl of stones every day before I do any healing work. I just ask them to do what they do best 
and to let me know who needs to step up and I'll use you. And that's just what I do with each client. I never know which stones I'm going to use where I just grab the ones that, that get my attention and tell me where they need to go. So that's how I do it. I will say um, I've done readings recently too, where the stones, so it wasn't the stone exactly. I mean, uh, the meaning behind I'll have to look up, I think it was a jade stone, but it was, I was doing a mediumship reading for somebody and gathering my stones together. And something was like, just grab that one, grab the jade stone. And I was like, huh, okay. And it wasn't about the stone. It was about the person who gave me the stone. And it was, she had lost her father and the reading I was doing, the father was coming through because she had just lost her father. So it was like, uh, I'll have to look and see if there's the meaning of the Jade corresponding with that too, or family or like something of that. You know what I mean? Jade is about deep healing, emotional healing. And it's also Jade is associated with prosperity Okay. So getting back to how you actually select a crystal. Um, so you go into a store or wherever you, I mean, a lot of people look at crystals online too. I personally like to touch the crystals that I'm going to be purchasing or bringing home with me. Cause I like to know how they feel and even, uh, different specimens of the same type of stone will feel different to me. So I want to touch them before I make sure that they come home with me. So look around, see what draws your attention, pick up the stone, hold it, um, see how it feels in your hand, pay attention to different facets or like attributes of the stone, like physical attributes that you're looking at, what, what catches your attention Um, And then trust your intuition on which stone is the one that wants to go with you. A lot of times I will just walk through a store and I just will see what's there until something grabs my attention. And then I'll just keep going and I'll come back and I'll look. And if I can't stop thinking about it, then I know, like, I know that I need to take that home with me. And I actually did some stone shopping for Christmas presents just recently. I, I decided fuck it. I'm going to get my kids teachers stones and I'm not going to get them like the standard mug or scarf or whatever. I'm going to get them crystals. And I walked into this crystal shop and I was looking around and then I saw this light blue and tan stone and it was just incredible. And it was called blue calcite. But then when I looked it up, when I looked it up later, I saw that it was called Caribbean blue calcite. And it's actually found in Pakistan of all places. And I know, but the, but the color is just gorgeous. And I was so drawn to it and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get these. I'm going to get these for these teachers. And the people that were working didn't know what the attributes were of the stone. And so when I got home and I looked it up, I was like, I'll be damned. This stone is fucking for me. I mean, I knew it. I knew I was so attracted to it. Like I have to go back and get one for me now. Cause I it's, it's for intuition. It's for connection to the third eye. It's for clarity in all of the downloads you get through the third eye. It's for like activating your crown. And I'm like, Oh my God, that I need that stone. <laughs> it's for dreaming. It's so I got to go back and get myself one of those. Um, I will so- say when I was in Italy and I was sitting on the beaches there, cause it was all polished stones it wasn't like it wasn't sand and every single one was different some of them were like 
clear glass and some of them were like granite and but it was like it felt so fucking good there and I like didn't want to take anything off the beach because I don't want to but I was also like dude I'm in fucking Italy and I better take something back with me to remind me so like I took like a a hand-picked and hand-selected different stones to bring back with me just not just as a reminder but because that spot those like just sitting there on overlooking the ocean or the the sea and sitting with the stones like felt so Mm -hmm. grounding yeah and well you you guys are italian right it's in your so yeah deep in your ancestry (laughs) i mean you probably your your spirit your dna your family lineage was probably just wrapping around you in that moment and lit up (laughs) Yep. And it could be like where you were because you're on the Mediterranean and it could be like the energy of that part of the, you know, where the sea meets the land. So many aspects of what those stones could be carrying. So I'm glad you handpicked some and brought some home with you. It caught me up in airport security, though. They were like searching my bag (laughs) and they like pull out this giant granite piece. I'm like, oh, well, the last time I was in Sedona, and as deep into one of the canyons, I, I collected about three pounds of red rock and I brought it back with me. <laughs> Did you pay like the extra luggage fee or? <laughs> I no, I just had it like split up into different places, but I have about three pounds of red rock that I brought back from, they were from different vortices there. And I knew I wanted to collect some with that different energy signatures that are there. So yeah, I did that. And And the last time I was in Europe, I picked up a piece of a broken piece of cobblestone from one of the really old streets outside of like a castle that was made and built in 1000 AD. So I was like, you're going home with me. (laughs) Yeah. So I get it, dude. (laughs) But I'll never, ever, ever. Like when I went to Hawaii, though, I won't take the ones off the beaches in Hawaii because it's like the no because you you want to take that energy home they'll fucking come out and haunt your ass Mm, like (laughs) the volcanic rock there yeah like the fucking many hoonies and stuff will come and get you (laughs) like in the middle of the night (laughs) oh i i have a piece of i have a piece of lava rock (laughs) from the big island and i feel like it's beautiful energy (laughs) no yeah go down the rabbit hole you're not supposed to take anything out from hawaii oh okay bring it back Bring it back. I'll send it. I'll mail it back. I'll mail it back. Okay. So, well, don't do that. You guys, you can touch the rocks in Hawaii, but don't bring it back with you. A very common question that I get to is what are the stones that I quote unquote should have, right? It totally depends on you and what you're called to, but some of the best stones that are like, you know, they're so good for universally for everyone's energy, Um, And they're great stones to start your own collection. Quartz, clear quartz is a great stone to have. Like we were talking about earlier, that is a universal crystal, which means it works with pretty much any energy. It's also great for your consciousness, like clarity of your consciousness. So it opens up your crown. Um, It's an amplifier, so it can be used as power to anything else that you're using with it. It's a very pure energy can actually clear other stones. So if you have a nice piece of quartz and you want to clear other stones, you can set the other stones on the quartz and the quartz will clear it for you. It's (laughs) yes, kind of, 
So, so citrine is also like that self-clearing, um, Ooh, and smoky quartz. I like that, yeah. I love citrine. It's so good for you too. Um, quartz stimulates your brain. Um, it's, it brings harmony to your soul. It's so good for meditation. If you want to go deep, it's going to help you get there. Citrine, which is a beautiful yellow stone. It's such a positive energy stone. I love it. I use it a lot in healing work, especially for the solar plexus area, which is right at the diaphragm. doesn't need to be cleared or cleansed. Although I set mine out in full moonlight often, it can dissipate negative energy. It's got just such a beautiful, warm, like joyful essence to it. it's also amazing for abundance and it's known as the merchant stone so if you have your own business or you're wishing to call in wealth you're going to want to use that stone like I carry a tiny citrine in my wallet and I have citrine in my office and I have citrine in the what is it the corner of the house that is I don't know. It's feng shui. It's like near the door that faces east. Like it brings wealth into your house. It also activates your uh, your solar plexus chakra, which is why I use it. And just good mental focus, self esteem. It's great for confidence, self esteem. So beautiful energy with the citrine. So clear quartz and citrine. And then amethyst is one that I love, love, love. And you and I are both sitting with amethyst right now. It's a nice calming energy. Um, It's a spiritual stone in terms of like activating your higher senses and getting you in touch with your own higher self. It's um, a stone for strength and peace. A lot of people have it in their bedroom, although some people say don't put it in your bedroom because it'll make it harder to sleep based on how it helps you heal and it activates also your psychic abilities. So it could create like crazy dreaming for you. That being said, I have a huge amethyst in my bedroom. So <laughs> um, breaking rules. <laughs> yes, I break all the rules. Um, it does cut through illusion, so it helps you to see with clarity, obviously enhancing your psychic abilities. It's great for meditation, channeling, which is probably why you feel called to have it near you a lot. Mm-hmm. It's very protective. Yeah. I mean, it activates your crown chakra. So um, and jump in here anytime, Mio, if you have. No, I, yeah, I am absorbing all of this. I'm listening Yay. Um, because I like, as a kid, I grew up and like, I would collect all of them and then I would look up and see what their meanings were, but mm-hmm. I didn't have the spiritual connection to it. I just knew I was drawn to them. Yeah. And then as an adult now, same thing. Like I'm going to go and like, I love it when they're gifted to me, because then I also know like, okay, this is meant for me because it found its way to me in a a different type of way. Um, yeah, I, even my kids, I have like Ezra who will sleep with different stones, like under his pillow or his bed to, to ground or, you know, his big thing. He wants to make sure that he sleeps, sleeps well and doesn't have any bad dreams. So do you have selenite put selenite underneath his bed? Because I, I do have like the selenite wand. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. So selenite, you guys, and that's spelled S E L E N I T E. I didn't have it on my original list, but I thought, I thought I needed to put it on there. And now you bringing this up, like, it's like, what? Okay. I needed oh. to have that on the list. Right. I sleep with selenite. I have selenite under all the beds in our house too. And I keep it in my healing room as well. 
it's a very high vibrational stone and it's actually a healer's stone. It's super protective because it connects you with the angelic realms. Essentially it's like very Ah. high vibrational beings and it, um, so it protects in that it creates such a high vibrational pocket that nothing lower vibrational can get to you. So I always recommend to people put selenite under your bed and if you want, carry it with you. Um, and every healer should have it in their healing room. I, I feel it cause it's such a beautiful high vibrational energy. So that will help him if you have that. Okay. I will definitely pass that yeah. along cause, um, he is super, he's into it. So, so totally. It. And he's so sensitive and you guys, her son, Ezra is so psychic. He will like pop in and blurt something out and it'll be like, this total channeled message Yep. <laughs> for whatever we're like, talking Where'd you get about. That from? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's okay. just like this crazy Oracle. It's so wild to listen to him. It's Moon also in really, yes. in the 12th house, baby. Super psychic, <laughs> super psychic. All right. So speaking of protection, black tourmaline is a beautiful stone that not only does it help with like certain things, like your mental comprehension and understanding, balancing confidence groundedness but it's very protective against negativity so if you are in a workplace that feels heavy or you've got like certain people around you that drain your energy you want to carry tourmaline with you you want to put tourmaline on your fucking desk you want to hold it in your bra you want to give it out as (laughs) gifts right you like tourmaline is a beautiful stone for protection and it repels. So it doesn't absorb it. It repels. A similar stone is obsidian. Obsidian will actually absorb that energy. And you have to clear that manually either with energy or salt baths, or you have to put it on earth so that that can drain out. But black tourmaline just repels it all together. So it's root chakra. Tourmaline is root chakra activation, which is groundedness. And the root chakra is where we hold things like fear and um, anything that might be traumatic or like worries about stability. So it helps to balance you in that area. Okay. 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 I get that now. Yes. And if, cause I I always struggle with like remembering what does what and for what. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. You can add uh, quartz to the tourmaline. You can carry them together and it's like a supercharged protective shield. Okay. Yep. And there's actually something called tourmalated quartz, which is clear quartz that has tourmaline integrated into it naturally. So that's like a, I was going to say if that was like something in nature you can find, it is something in nature. So Himalayan, um, Himalayan quartz is exactly that it's quartz with tourmaline in it. And they're so beautiful. And it's like this super armor for your auric field. And I have tiny ones that are gorgeous and very effective. Black tourmaline is your friend. If you're super sensitive and you have to go in public or deal with anybody that kind of bombards your energy field with all kinds of bullshit said with the most love, of course, (laughs) I know, right. My, in my Libra way, right. No, you're Um, always so nice. So diplomatic. Yeah. So diplomatic. Yes. So proper. So lapis lazuli is the one that Mio says she can never pronounce. And it is kind of a strange name, but it's the most beautiful blue stone that has flecks of gold and other colors in it. That is a stone of intuition. And I absolutely use it almost daily in my healing practice. It's good for knowledge, wisdom, um, It's also protective. It's great for creative expression. I actually use it on the throat a lot. Wait, which one? 
lapis lazuli, the blue stone with the, it's got like sometimes gold flecks in it. It's beautiful. It's a powerful stone. So if you really want to hook into your intuition, like you can wear lapis around your neck, you could wear it as earrings and it will really help your third eye. I just mentioned, I use it on the throat for people needing to express their personal will, which is a very creative process and an intuitive process. So I like to use it on the throat and then just a couple more rose quartz. I feel like everybody should have some rose quartz, beautiful pink stone. It's known as the love stone. It provides calm. It's a very gentle energy. It works with everyone's energy. It is the energy of unconditional love and it can soften trauma. It can help heal emotional wounds. If you allow it to do that work, it helps develop self-love. It's so many things. Rose quartz is such a beautiful stone. And a lot of times, like I'll get people rose quartz chunks for their houses, right? So as a a gift, I was going to say, if, if I had to nail down a, a sign like, I don't know, there probably are signs associated with stones, but as you're describing it, I keep thinking of a very cancerian type mm-hmm. nurturing vibe. Yep. Very loving, very, um, emotional nurturing. Um, it's just such a beautiful stone. It also helps like with fertility and sexuality because it's a love stone, right? And it's just beautiful, helps relationships, uh, radiates that unconditional love vibration. It's very protective too, that way, because you're accessing that frequency of unconditional love that nothing lower vibrational can attach to you when you're radiating that energy. So I love that stone. In fact, I just had somebody like ask me what's the number one stone that you would have me get right now. And I was like, rose quartz, hands down every time get rose quartz (laughs) because it's a beautiful energy. Okay. And then Shiva Lingam, which is such a cool stone. It's oblong and, um, it's the stone of Kundalini. It comes from a specific river in uh, India and it gets its shape by uh, rolling, like tumbling down the river for, you know, hundreds of years. And so it gets this beautiful polished oblong shape. They look like, it looks like they're carved, but they're not. They naturally um, come out this beautiful, I don't know how to explain it. It looked like a fishing bobber like that. No, pronounce that one more time. What's it called? Shiva Lingam. Okay. Yeah. So it's a Kundalini stone. So it's good for like all of the energy centers. It awakens all the energy centers. Um, it is, it works from the base to the crown and they come in different colors. And I have a black one, which is really good for the whole aura. And people would think that because it's black, it's going to be really grounding, but oh boy, not this Shiva. It's like, um, it's, it opens you up and it really activates the crown. It's like a spiritual expansion stone as opposed to a grounding stone. But the other colors of Shiva Lingam, they come in like a beautiful rusty red, brown, light tan colors and multiple, they'll have all those colors mixed in. It's such a good stone for balancing male and female energy. Oh, so, okay. That would, yeah, I can see mm-hmm. that. It's gorgeous. So anytime people, anytime I have clients that are like really working on, you know, healing some aspects of their feminine or their masculine. I'm like, get a Shiva lingam and carry it with you. It's going to help you balance that better. And then the last stone that I recommend to people in their, their uh, collection is a smoky quartz. Yeah. It's a badass <laughs> stone and it 
it's okay. such a good stone for many, many reasons. It draws out shit. Like you can use it for drawing out infection or disease and it just dumps that energy. So you don't have to clear it. It clears itself. It dissolves negativity. It's very grounding, helps balance the entire field. It's really beautiful for meditation. It's very protective too. It enhances dream awareness. So you can have smoky quartz near your like bed when you're sleeping and it helps with channeling abilities. It can help with certain mental conditions like chronic depression. Um, it can be very relaxing. A lot of people use it for headaches. Yeah. Snuggle with your smoky quartz. If you got a headache, I do like the rose quartz for my headaches too. Yeah. There's, there's a number of them that can be so, so good. Soothing. There are, um, stones that are really great for anxiety. Like lapidolite is beautiful. It's a perfectly, you know, beautiful stone purple. And, um, I give that to people when they're struggling with anxiety. Jaspers are all the Jaspers are really awesome. They're very calm energy. What color are the Jaspers again? Oh my God. Jaspers are like so many different colors. So yeah, ranging from black to, you know, white, just all the colors of the rainbow, you can get a Jasper in. You would just have to look up like the different ones. So those are the ones that I would recommend for starting collection of your own. I have, but please keep in mind too, like you guys, I have hundreds of crystals. I remember the name of like a fraction of them. It's okay. Like you don't have to, I, you don't have to, if you want to. I don't put that pressure on myself. I just know that I have them because they came to me because they wanted to come to me and that I'll know how to use them intuitively. You don't have to worry about not remembering their name or what they do. I think it's more important that you actually have it and that you're drawn Mm -hmm. to it. And you can always look it up by color. There's so many ways that you can identify a stone now, even if you do forget. So keep that in mind. And oh, clearing and cleaning your stones. Some of the quartz stones don't typically need to be cleansed, although I really do love to put them out in the light of the full moon every couple of months. So they get nice and charged up, do that with all of my stones. I will set them on ground on mother earth so that the earth can actually help with the clearing process. I will even put them out in the rain and have the rain do some of the job for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cause there's lots of really beautiful energy and codes that's in the water that falls from the sky. You can set your stones and crystals in a bowl of salt. Table salt works just fine. Sea salt works just fine. Um, if you are working with any kind of obsidian, you need to give it a salt bath or you need to know specifically how to clear it with energy. And there's lots of resources online to help you understand what you need to do. There are certain stones though, that you don't want to put in water. So softer stones like selenite, you don't want to put in water any of Good the, to know. yeah. Cause it will, it dissolves it. It will like over time dissolve it. So erode selen- it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, selenite is self-clearing anyway. So I just put it out in the moonlight when okay. I, when it tells me it's ready, then there are a few other stones that don't like water. So you'll have to pick, you'll have to look up what those are. And it's really about intention. So if you're going to work with stones, just ask it to do what it does best and ask it to tell you how to use it and treat it like it's a companion that's walking on your journey with you and respect it that way and give it some love and talk to it and set it out in this. I put mine in the sun as well, but not for very long because that can 
bleach color. So I'll put it out, put them out in the sun for a day or two at a time and then pull them back in. I'm very intuitive with mine. Um, yeah, I, you know me, I'm not very ritualistic. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very much like go with the flow and see how things feel. And I let things talk to me as weird as it sounds. Right. Um, No, I, I mean, it's the same for me. It's not weird at all. I just listen to who wants to come out and play when I'm tuning into other people and when I'm working Mm -hmm. on them and yep. It just, whether, and it tells me do, if I need to hold it in my left hand, hold it in my right hand or like yes, yep, stuff like that. So I really, once I stopped worrying about, am I doing this right or wrong? It's like, no, just let us worry. Do you worry about you? Just pick it up, do the thing, mm-hmm. do yep. what I do and channel. I'm learning so much that it's not right or wrong. It's like just the faith behind it and the energy and like yep. how the intention, yeah, intention. And there are, I will tell you guys this, there are certain stones that have in their molecular structure and their, in their composition, they will have heavy metals and some stones are not safe for you to hold against your skin for any, um, you know, extended period of time. And I know that there's a trend of putting crystals in your water and drinking activated water. You really want to do research on what is safe to do that. You don't know how the stones were harvested and what kind of washing process they went through. I was going to say that was another thing that I was thinking about while you were talking is like, I kind of go with this ethical thing of like, yep. are they stealing them out of the sides of mountains or Mm -hmm. are they mining them from people in like other countries, like, are, are they depleting resources for the simple fact of selling them to yes. spiritual influencers on Instagram yep. and so, Alibaba selling them by the pounds? Like yes. where are they coming from? That's, that's the kind of stuff I would love to learn more. Cause I kind of mm-hmm. want to know where things come from. Yep. Um, so there are a lot of sellers on Etsy who pride themselves like ethically sourced, right? They do the research and yep, ethically sourced because there are a lot of extraction efforts that are not kind to the environment and they are taking resources from one place and not having an equal exchange of energy for where they're being extracted from as to where they're going, right? So like paying the country what those things are worth. Um, so you have to do a little bit of research. I, I will ask where the stones are from when I am purchasing them. I actually, um, get a pretty good feel about the shops that I go to. If they're getting things just from massive distributors that aren't paying attention to how the stones are harvested, I will try to actually, um, work with people who go out and handpick them themselves from, um, the Mm. locations that they've been in. So, you know, I know a few people here who go rock hunting and they will have beautiful amethysts and beautiful quartz crystals and beautiful Herkimer diamonds. Which I watched some YouTube videos about them, like pulling out, like how they get, those are really fascinating to watch too. It is. Yes. And you know, blow up the side. Yeah. (laughs) And they're going, well, some of them are just going out there with hammers and then they go to the mining site and they're just extracting on their own. And those are uh, really good questions. And if you want to be very ethical in how you support the crystal in stone trade, then you need to ask those questions. Um, so I appreciate you bringing that up actually. And then of course, 
being safe with how you use them. There are a, there's a small set of stones that have um, chemicals and heavy metals associated with them. It's because it's a part of their composition. It's part of like what naturally happens that you have to be careful how you use them. So you wouldn't want to ingest water where a stone was soaking in certain ones. Um, and you wouldn't want to put them on someone's skin for any period of time because it can transfer heavy metals. So there is that, um, to be thinking about, especially if you're gonna be wearing them in your bra, like I do. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Then when you're sweating and if yes. you're breaking down and then it's going into your bloodstream, all yes, it can get really messy. So there, are, yeah, there are some, some precautions you have to take with that. Okay. Some useful resources. There are, there's just an insane amount of information on the internet about stones and crystals, obviously use your discernment about, uh, what information that you're taking in. I like to do kind of like a, you know, a survey of who's saying what about which stones. And I like to see how those overlap. Um, you can also just meditate with your stones and see what those stones are going to do via your energy, which is good, but you can look on the internet. There's lots of great people writing amazing things about stones because it's their passion and they've done a ton of research. Oh my gosh. There's so many fantastic books. Um, the crystal Bible is pretty much the Bible <laughs> of crystals. It's one of like, it's an invaluable resource. The book of stones by Robert Simmons is really good. The modern guide to crystal healing is good. The crystal, Witch is amazing. The ultimate guide to crystals and stones. They all have similar names, right? <laughs> right. I have a book called love is in the earth. And it, I think it was written in like the seventies, late seventies, early eighties. And it's like, it's this really thick reference with all the medical metaphysical properties of so many different stones. Oh my gosh. Beautiful, beautiful book that I feel like is an invaluable resource as well, but it doesn't have any pictures though. So you have to know what oh, you're... That's, that's really tough because it I is. need, like I identify with the picture first. You have to know what the stone is in order to look it up. So that's the only downfall of that resource, but Judy Hall, she's an author that writes a lot about stones. I have several of her books and I use them all the time. So yeah, you go, you just start, start looking. You could, there's so many things about building crystal grids and getting crystals to work together to create energy vortices and how to amplify healing properties. There's so much good shit you can do with them. I'm going to have to look more into that. Like the grid thing. That's really cool to me. Mm-hmm. I have a book on crystal grids, so Ooh. I'll hook you up or maybe we throw that in the, the note section too. Yes. I just can't the... remember what it's called. I have to look at the, the title oh, of the book. <laughs> but I'll put it... <laughs> I'll put it in the notes for sure. That's what I have for crystals so far. So get your, get your stash started and see where I know. I, kinda, I think I need to collect all of mine into one spot and see what I have. Cause they're kind of all spread out and around the house and in different bags and the car. And like, mm-hmm. I think I need to take inventory and just see where I'm at. Cause like I oh, said, yeah. I'm just buying them and, or not buying them, but like saving them, collecting them. Like I was the kid that on every field trip, I was saving a rock as a memory. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> what a yeah. Taurus thing to do. <laughs> I mean, I have the same thing. I have rocks from everywhere and I love it. I love it. I love it too. It's like carrying the vibration of that place back with you and in, in just a tiny little piece. So it's really, really cool. Totally. 
Yeah. All right. We can't wait to hear what you have to say about your own crystal journey. So be be sure to let us know in any comments on Instagram. I keep tripping over my words right now. That's a moon and Gemini. Our recording. So <laughs> I feel like the moon is in Gemini right now. Yeah. You could leave us a review on iTunes. That's super helpful for us. Or you could connect with us on Instagram. Um, we would love to hear about your own journey in crystals. Yep. And then, um, aside from that, if you want to book a reading with Shannon or myself, um, like we each have our own individual websites, or you can hit the souls and stardust podcast website. And we have links that will, um, take you to that, take you to the Oracle decks. And then we have our new membership that we're launching for 2022 called the collective. That's going to be a place where we're going to have our extended readings. We have our courses going in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically any type of educational material, intuition development, um, everything that we are creating down to these, these podcast episodes will be launched to our, our listeners and our supporters there in the collective first um, before going out to the, the public. So uh, we just appreciate all of the support the last couple of years and hope that this upcoming season of your life is just absolutely amazing and that uh, we can be of help in any way, shape or form. Feel free to DM us and message us and you know where to find us. Yes, what she said. Oh my gosh, you guys, we love you so much. And we're so grateful for you coming along on this journey with us. We're having so much fun just talking about the things that we love and what interests us. And hopefully you get to learn something along the way and share it with others too. All right. We will catch you very soon. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Shannon and that's Mio. We appreciate so much all of the love and support of the last couple of years while we create all the things for you, including this podcast. There are other ways you can support us as well. You can now visit the Souls and Stardust podcast.com where you can order Oracle decks, book readings, and healing sessions. You can join the collective, a membership group where we offer access to extended readings, mini courses on reading astrology charts, or creating your own Oracle deck, also meditations, and so much more. You could also join us on social media. We are on Instagram at Mio Baclini and at Gratitude Maven or at Souls and Stardust Podcast. We hope to see you there.